today we are celebrating the joy that the Lord brings to us. <laughs> but uh, this is sometimes this is some of the people's favorite part of Advent is the joy. Because I do the same thing every year, don't I? Some of you think, what does he do? I wonder. Well, you're too close to it. But we're going to talk about joy for a moment or two today. And then we'll break bread together back here and eat dinner. I mean, break bread, not communion today. But but here, I'll show you some joy that we have. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, I'm not sure. But... We got candy this morning. Woo. Now in here there is several pieces of no sugar for those who want your sugar. We have got those who want to be uh, more uh, healthier. We have uh, assorted fruit snacks. Mm -hmm. And those of us who just want to pick out, we have Oreos, all kind of stuff in here. So if you want to pass those around there and get a piece out of there. Oh, look at the dog. I'm sorry. I don't have... I, I should have brought a doggy bone. I know. You didn't have one. I'll feed him one of the sloppy Joe. It's real meat too. Yeah, remember the Mowers are gone for two weeks. Yep, yeah. Oh. But get to have a sweet during church. Woo wee. But as we wait, wait, you guys didn't get one either, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh wow. Yeah, you can eat it now. That's what you, you can eat it now. Yes, that's just. But there is great joy of being with the Lord. Amen. 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 You know, and, and sometimes the things of the world can, can get on top of us and, and squeeze our joy out. Because we get, we get focused on things that we need to focus on, but we forget about the underlying uh, of all things is, is Jesus. You know, whatever you're worried about today won't mean nothing in heaven. Amen. Amen. Uh, and what you don't have today won't mean nothing in heaven. Amen. We have to remember that. Now, God tells us He'll meet all our needs, the rich and glory in Christ Jesus. He says, I give, I will return back to me. Pressed on overflowing. So I'm expecting more candy coming back back here, guys. Okay? <laughs> but, but, you know, just realize that the will can get on top of us real quick and we start losing thought of the Lord and stuff, you know. But we've got to do is shake that off. Well, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. You know? You know, we're, we have we don't have an expiration date. If you're born again, you really don't have any age anymore. Because you're never going to get any older because your spirit is going to be the same forever and ever and ever. Think of that. Wow, how old are you? Zero. <laughs> Amen. I know some of you think I look pretty good for my age. I know that. But like I said before, I know. Well, I was very young when I was born. That's why I look the way I do, you know. But having joy and certain things in life can bring us joy. I'm going to share this one little thing I do again every year, but if I can get a microphone here. Now, I do expect the candy to come back up here, Ned, when you're done with it. Mm -hmm. Another round. Well, you can do that. But what? Oh, wait. There's up here, too. Let's see if this brings you a little bit of joy in your face, if I can figure out how to use a new microphone. There we go. This is what Christmas is all about. Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Can you hear that? Okay. Lights, please. Can you hear it? 
And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Father, we thank you again for the... You probably recognize Linus. See, the joy that you have right now with the candy is going to be gone here in another minute or two. But the joy there is going to be for eternity, you know. And in fact, there's another way of sharing the joy here also. If we can uh, key up our events over here. Uh, again, we do have a few traditions here in the church at this time. But uh, this is another way of looking at the joy we're just celebrating here today. One night, just fishing, just two of us. Hadn't caught much, but it was just one of those nights that we kind of had a good feeling. Now, Billy and I have been told about this pond over yonder. It's got this big 20-pound bass in it, but none of us ain't never seen it. But, you know, we just kind of had one of those good feelings that tonight something good about to happen. Um, yeah, 16 and pregnant, not exactly what mom and dad dreamed of for their baby girl. Now it's like I'm dead to them. They won't look at me, they won't speak to me. I just wish they'd believe me. I swear I'm telling the truth. I was working the night shift at the observatory. It was the middle of the night, and I had just come back from a coffee break when I saw it for the first time. It was inconceivable for the first hour. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was so bright and clear and distinct. Later on, I ran through my logs and over and over. I mean, could it be? Is this the one? Everything was lining up for me. The business was growing, the orders were rolling in, the money was piling up, and I felt financially speaking, I could finally ask her to marry me. And at the time, her dad was proud to give me his blessing, which of course, that's not the case anymore. Billy wasn't saying much that night. Either he was concentrating on that 20-pound bass in the pond, or maybe he's just trying to catch up on a couple snoozes. But anyway, it left me alone there in the stillness of the night, just me and my thoughts, and I'm thinking about where I came from and where I am today. Well, I know that I'm a 31-year-old high school dropout. I ain't got no diploma, and, well, I ain't going to amount to much. I'm just a glorified farmhand, and history ain't going to remember me when I'm gone. I ain't going to know who Ricky Schneider is. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. How could she do this to me? I'm humiliated. She had me and everyone else fooled. Straight-A student, homecoming queen, everyone at school looked up to her. Shoot, they want to be her, and now she's a disgrace to her family, and they think I did it. After I caught a couple of hours of sleep, the next morning, I called a couple of my grad school buddies, Max and Andy, to come over 
to check out my logs and see if they had noticed the star as well. I think the hardest part for me has been how much this has hurt Joe. He hasn't spoken to me in nearly two weeks. He had just built us a house, too. We had it all planned out. After graduation in the spring, we were to be married, spend the summer together, and then I would enroll for fall classes at the university. I flipped open the cooler and saw that I already drank a six-pack. <laughs> Figure. Well, if anything, I can think about catching that 20-pounder, bringing that back to the Piggly Wiggly tomorrow night. Woo! I know the boys will think I got the catch of the century. They couldn't believe it either. We had been looking for this particular star for the last 20 years or so. We had read about it in our graduate studies, but it was almost an astrologist's tall tale. Only a few experts had documented its existence in the past thousand years or so. And here we were, later that night, looking right at it. That was the night that the three of us decided to pack up and follow it. Okay, and here's the ringer. She swears to me that she's still a virgin. Swears it up and down. Now, I've heard those urban legends about virgins getting pregnant by sitting on a dirty toilet seat. But come on, I'm not an idiot. And to make matters worse, as if they can get any worse, she's also claiming that a glowing man in white came and told her that this was all going to happen. That God was going to do this to her. It was the worst day and the best day of my life. Billy, wake up and get us another six-pack of bud. I'm dirty. Hello? My girlfriend's not only pregnant, she's going crazy, too. Call me crazy, but I really believe this star has all the answers. I was finishing up my calculus homework when it happened. Old Billy could clean the sleep out of his eyes. It happened. Even driving down the highway, the star, its brilliance was amazing. It shone so brightly as if it were guiding us to our destination, drawing us to a place or a person that would change everything. My bedroom filled with the brightest light I have ever seen. It was so bright that I covered my eyes and fell to my knees. I seriously had thought I died or something. But then a strong but comforting voice spoke. It said, Maria, don't be afraid. If Billy weren't there to see it too, I would have sworn I had five too many. And where some people might think that my cheese slid off my cracker, hmm, me and Billy knew what we saw. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She's crazy. Until it happened to me. Came to me in a dream. Okay, I never dream. Never. I sleep like a rock. But the other night, I had the craziest dream. Did I just say craziest dream? Yeah, I did, didn't I? Maybe I'm losing it too. You'd think we were crazy. Three science geeks leaving everything behind. Packing a year's worth of stuff in my Jeep and following this... this star. When the first one came up on the show path, we both fell backwards in our chairs. Eyes bigger than banjos, mouth wider than the bass we were trying to catch. We were both scared as sinners in a cyclone. <laughs> but you want to know what the first thing they told us? Don't be afraid. We got good news for y'all. As soon as I heard those words, it was as if I was flooded with peace and knowledge of being in the presence of God's very own messenger. I was safe, and I better listen up. So this dream, I dreamt that this guy in white woke me up, and the first thing he told me was, don't be afraid. I thought for sure I'd be changing my sheets when this was all done. He was awesome and terrifying, but at the same time, I want to hear everything he had to say, and Lord knows he had my attention. We had been driving for weeks, maybe even months, when we saw it closer than ever before. And it shone so brightly as if its 
light beamed right above this humble little home. I told my buddies that we'd found our destination. I felt like we had found a lost treasure that we had been looking for all of our lives. Oh! And then the whole night sky started lighting up, and they started appearing all over the place, started singing and swaying. I've never seen anything like it. And that right there will sober a belly up. So now nine months have passed. He's here. A lot has changed since he's been born. My mother once told me that no one can quite capture your heart as much as your own child. But Jesus, it goes so much deeper than that. Yes, he's my son, and I'll always love him as his mother. But even now, looking into his eyes as an infant, I see my Savior. Marie and I got married right away. And just like the guy in white said in my dream, God worked it all out for us. Jesus is not your ordinary kid. As much as I can't wait to teach him everything I know back in the shop, at the same time, I understand that his destiny is so much greater than custom furniture. Now, are you listening to me? You might think that all, all my cups are stored up in my cupboard, but I can tell you this. Last night, I was a drunk loser, headed straight to nowhere, and fast. But I'll tell you what, when those angels came out of that sky and appeared to me, and they told me exactly where that baby boy was, and I went over there, and I gazed upon that little fella. Oh, once I saw him, I knew what them angels told me was true. That little boy was born to save the world. I don't think I'll ever forget that night for the rest of my life. Come. 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 Come on, y'all. woo Thank you very much. <laughs> but what I love about that, you see in the video, a lot of people come from different walks of life. And then, you, you know, some people was like getting down on them, you know, saying the parents, whoever it was, because of what they thought took place. But they went on with the Lord's plan. And now look what took place. Look at the joy that brought out. It reminds of, of all of us right here as we follow Jesus, man. We are called to bring out His plan. And, and sometimes people going to be upset with you. And I've, I've said before that back in the day, that my brother at reunions and stuff, he'd actually cuss me out and stuff. I mentioned Jesus, okay? But it was the Spirit within Him. Yes. Amen? Yes. But I never stopped praying. I never stopped sharing. And next thing I know, he got softer and softer and contributing to the ministry here. And next thing you know, he, Ooh, he got sick, come closer to Christ, gave his life to Jesus, now he's in heaven today. And and I'm telling you what, what God will encourage me today, I hope we can encourage every one of you, that those that you have witnessed to, those of you share the gospel with, those that even maybe reject you at one time, man, as they enter the gates of heaven and glorify him, everything he went through is worth it. Amen. Everything he went through, you know. And someday when I enter the kingdom of God, everything my wife went through and everything that everyone went through, Praying for me. It's all going to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? It just So I just pray that this season, we call it Christmas season, will be a, a, a motivation for us to seek the Lord to help me share the gospel today. You know? And there's no... I mean, if it's the gospel, there's no right or wrong way. I mean, 
this here might not go over too well in the middle of New York City because they, they're not used to rednecks maybe. You know what I'm saying? But God has a way of using us to present it in a way that people will get a hold of it, you know? And that's what that joy is. Oh, no matter what I went through in my lifetime. I mean, look at our brother, Pastor Peter. He stepped into heaven. What this, Was this past week? Time, Monday. 85 years old. He's the one that prophesied over me when I just got born again. That will be a preacher. And now here he is, enter the gates of heaven. And his daughter and son is taking, continuing with the orphanage he's building in Africa. That's awesome. And amen. But today in our Advent brief, we're going to look, uh, continue to look at the joy. We looked at the hope we've had and the peace he brings us. And now the joy. And Brother Paul and Sue is going to share with us tonight. And always remember, folks, <clears throat> anytime you need to say anything, in church, you're, a bro- you're in front of brothers and sisters. Amen? So don't be nervous, Paul. I know we all can get kind of nervous once in a while. But uh, don't let that take place. Of course, I never knew you had any trouble speaking. And, uh, and if, you, if you have any trouble with the lighter delight, call Ned. He'll come down and help you do that. I know. I apologize on the lighter. We're going to get something different this time. But this thing is kind of different. you got to push it, push that up and pull at the same time. And sometimes it's, yeah, it's parent-proof. Okay. So here, I'll go ahead and... I'll go ahead and like this one here, the one we have for hope, and the one for peace. And you'll do the pink one today. Thank you very much. appreciate you. Did a good job. Again, that's the true joy that will last forever. Amen? And uh, out of mind presence. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh-huh. But it's the presence of the Lord in my life today will bring me joy for eternity. I want to share with you a couple of verses today. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 7. I'll be reading out of the New American Standard. And so you're welcome to turn there, write it down, or listen to me, or however you do. I know some of you got it on your phones. Now, Paul, if you have your uh, app on your phone for the Bible, I don't want to see you ordering dominoes yet, okay? <laughs> Smile, Paul. Can you hear me, Paul? <laughs> I seen you looking at me. You never said, never mind, Paul. Okay. <laughs> that verse is Luke 15.1. Okay, verse 1. It's, it's, the title is called The Lost Sheep. Inside of it, it says this. Says, now all the tax collectors... And the sinners were coming near Jesus to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. How can he do that? You know? That's why he came for us, didn't he? Amen. Mm. So he told them this parable, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture, and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you that in all the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Wow. 
Man, it, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of you, we got a lot of farmers or people here that have animals and stuff. And if you lost your doggy, if your doggy came up missing the day, you got two choices: go to the dog pound and get another one, or you would go out and try to find that one, wouldn't you? And how much joy you would have! Oh man, man, where's he at? Where's he? Nighttime, the thundering and lightning be going on and stuff. You know, be so scared for him. Now all of a sudden, you found him. We went out and found him, and brought him back in. Oh, it'd be awesome! It'd be awesome. That's how God looks at us. You know, he's you know. First of all, you gotta be in the pasture. But you gotta realize when, if I put it this way, when God created Adam and Eve, we were all in that pasture. Okay, we, we was all just two of us. But we, man, we had His presence in our life. You know, and. Uh, we know what happened. I won't go through all the details and stuff. But God didn't give up. Sent His Son Jesus to come find us. And all the rejoicing went on when He found us. You know, so we're all lost. You know, we've all been lost in our life. But man, the rejoicing when He found us. And then our hearts become His hearts, and our desires for those others who are lost today to come to know Jesus. And boy, I tell you, when you get the opportunity, you get to witness somebody, share the love of Jesus. Does that lift you up? Make you feel good? Amen, because you did what Jesus called you to do. And if those that you're sharing it with doesn't receive it right away, that's okay. You know, you did what the Master wanted us to do. You know, because he got lost sheep out there. He wants to bring them into the fold. And he tells another parable in Luke 15, verse 8. He says, Or what woman, if she has ten silver coins and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. When she had found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I had lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, can you imagine, this lady, she had ten pieces of silver, ten coins, and she loses one of them. Can you, I can see this coin in my head roaring across the floor and underneath the, the couch with all the dust bunny lives at and stuff, you know? <laughs> the chances are we'd say, well, I still got nine of them, you know? But this lady, man, i got to find it. She tears the house apart. Why? Well, you think about it. In, the, in those days, in this, today is the same way, but women was in charge of the money. They buy property. Amen? Can you imagine me and Carol's Oh, we don't imagine we are married. We are married. <laughs> okay? And, and so she gets the money to run the household with. Okay? And I go what I'm doing, you know, out working. And so she has uh, groceries to buy, electric bills she wants to pay, uh, all those things. And I know for some of us, that's kind of like opposite. In my household, my dad paid all the bills. Okay? And Carol's household, her mom did. Right? And we got together, we had a little problem there. Then after about a year and a half of marriage, we didn't care who paid the bills, only got paid, you know what I'm saying? But there she is. Man, I've entrusted her with the, the money of, of the house, uh, the household. And she said, oh, I'm going to buy this and this and this and this. Yeah, I need new stockings and all that kind of stuff that you need to purchase. She loses a coin. Oh, what am I going to do? Man, what would Starkey think of me? I mean, I will be able to do this or that. And so she said, I am going to tear this place apart. I'm going to find that coin. And she does. And when she finds oh, thank you, Lord. Woo-wee. He'll never know I lost it. He'll never know that I cleaned out all the dust bunnies trying to get this thing located. The joy that he would have. Oh, wow. Well, or maybe it's this way. Well, think about this. How about the man? Why didn't God say, hey, some man? 
Some man had ten coins. And he lost one of them. And he tore the house apart to find it. Because he knew that we wouldn't have lost any coins. Because we wouldn't have had any coins. Because we would have bought new guns with them already. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably truly what the lady was so gone crazy about. Because she knows she did not find that coin. I mean, if it was Marty back here, lost that coin, she did have checked finally to buy some more ammunition with it, you know? So look at the rejoicing they had with that, you know? Think of that part of it. Man, to find something. Think of something you've lost before, and you wish you could have it back today. How much, oh, and I think the order we get, we find more things all the time than we can't find. Oh, thank you, Lord, I found my car keys. Ah. Some of us, thank you, Lord, I found my teeth. I couldn't remember where I laid them at, you know? But the rejoicing, the joy that comes, and that's what God wants us to have in our life. Joy. You make Christ in us. Who can be against us? Oh my. Wow. Don't don't let the world take away your joy. Man, you're born again. You're a child of God. And I can spend all day telling you all the blessings we have of being a child of God, but you you look about yourself this evening. We get down and out, and the molly grubs, open that Bible up. Wow, I am somebody. I'm a head, not a tail. Oh, I bring this joy. It perks us up. Oh. And then I want to share one more verse with you. And I'm just going to summarize this. This is in John. John chapter 1. And right around the 40th, 41st verse is what we're looking at this morning. But it's the disciples. And they're out. And they met Jesus. Well, I'll read part of it here to you. It's in verse 35. So again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Now we're talking about John the Baptist, okay? And his disciples, followers of John the Baptist time, which would soon be following Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they they stayed with them that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found his his own brother Simon said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means he has found the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John, and you shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Right there, look at the joy. The lady with the lost coin knew she lost the coin. She had to find it, right? Now we've got the disciples out there walking. Okay, or, yeah, I'll put it this way first. They're walking, following John the Baptist, okay? They don't know what they lost. They know there's something inside of them that they need. Amen? See, when we got kicked out of the garden, it put a void in our life. And so a lot of us here today, we've been walking around all our life trying to fill that void, not knowing that we lost our relationship with God. But man, I tell you what, when, when Simon saw... Jesus walking, recognized him as the Messiah. What did he do? Did he go to his brother? He went to his brother. Hey, listen, I found the one they talked about. I found the Messiah. Woo-hoo! I'm going to take you to him. 
Look at the joy he had. Wow. He didn't worry about, oh man, what's he going to think about when I time I found the Lord? Now, folks, that is joy. That's excitement. And that's what we, we are. Man, you got an opportunity. Hey, listen, man, listen. Man, I know what we used to do, man. We used to, oh, we used to hang out and stuff. Oh, I remember all that. But listen, I found Jesus. All the stuff we were trying to find all our life. Oh, two times for that boy, oh, the party we did, or we had this job here, or chasing the women, or whatever it might have been. What we needed was Jesus. I found him. Come on, brother. The joy that he would have had. Our joy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, you might be fanatic. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I might be fanatic. But I'll tell you what. I got to hope and promise my brother Terry's in heaven today because I am a Jesus freak. Amen? And I'll be so freaky the last breath I take because others need to know him. That's what we need inside of the joy of the Lord. Man, there is salvation. There is one to forgive us our sins. There is one to give us a plan and purpose for our life. That forgives all the stuff we did in the past. You don't ask about that. Oh, man. That is joy that there's still hope in this world. Oh, that's what I saw there. I mean, first thing he did, he went to his family. He went to his brother. I mean, I have found the Messiah. Oh, now I don't know. I'm assuming there wasn't much of a fight because they were the same day. You know? And in our hearts, that'd be the same way. Again, when we share that truth of Jesus, when we live our life for the Master, when people see that you are different, that you're not the same as you was, but you're different than other people, because of Jesus, not because you're weird, okay? Because of Jesus. Wow, what an impact that you're making in people's lives. Let that that lift you up. We lift him up. You know, he says in the scriptures, you know, as Christ is lifted up, he'll draw all men onto him. And we continue to lift him up in our life. People are watching you. People are listening to you. Even though they might act like they're not. You could be in one of the department stores checking out somebody's over here and they're having a tough day, but you're over here and you're talking to somebody, whether they're sharing the gospel or the name of Jesus or just his love, you're impacting that person. I mean, who can anybody go to Walmart today and have any joy, peace, or love? We can, don't we? Because we have learned to pray before we go in and look for the opportunity to share His love. And so far, not one of you guys have called me for bond money yet. Because I the joy of the Lord. But that's joy. Knowing that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Knowing that all the stuff we did when we thought we were right, which is called sin, has been forgiven. Did we get a new name? Think of that. And now, the one who created it all, the one who came in the, in the stable, the one the wise men spoke about and the shepherds and the angels did, He lives in you. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He lives in you. Who do you think you are? Well, I'm... I'm a temple of the Lord. <laughs> Think that. Oh, my land. And people in school said you never amount to nothing, didn't they? <laughs> and look at you. God has entrusted each one of us who are born again 
to carry His name and His Son, Jesus. And to share that love. And this gift we celebrate, which is 2,000 years old, we say roughly, that gift is still given. It's still available for everybody. That gift is still alive. Amen? This word is still alive. The hope is still there. The peace is still available to us. Oh, but soon, as we said earlier, wow. We'll be in the presence of the Lord all the time. Can you imagine praising Him? With all that one of them before. I mean, it'd be quite a choir, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it just has to be like, wow. I mean, you think Woodstock was noisy. Can you imagine? Well, that was 50,000 people. Can you imagine billions of those who, who, who followed Christ, who loved God over the centuries, praising Him, worshiping the name of the Lord? Oh, my. That brings up joy and hope. Amen. Amen. So we're getting closer and closer to the day of, of Christmas, and many of us are going out maybe for gatherings and stuff. Just make sure you pack the pumpkin pie, the turkey, whatever you're taking there. Make sure you just pack your heart with the Lord and share that with God gives you the opportunity. And the uh, greatest gift there is is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He call His face to shine upon you. Continue to be gracious to you. May He turn His face toward you and grant you peace. May His blessing rest upon you. May we continue to stand upon the word that we call our children, our children's children's children, into the kingdom of God, our great inheritance, all to God's glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.